Hey, what's going on, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Equity Tap Network. Listen, we're going to be dropping some game today. I got a good friend of mine, Ken uh, Burnett, with us today. We actually just recently met not too long ago, but through conversation, I can tell that, you know, we have a lot in common when it comes to business, when it comes to entrepreneurship, when it comes to education. So I'm excited to dive into this conversation, man. I think you guys as entrepreneurs are going to get a lot from this. Of course, you know, our goal at the Equity Tap is to help entrepreneurs uh, raise your business IQ so that you can tap into your full equity. That being said, Ken, introduce yourself, man. Tell everybody just a little bit about you, and we're going to jump right into this thing. Uh, how you doing? I appreciate you uh, inviting me on your platform here. I'm excited. I've seen a lot of good things about, about this uh, Equity Tap, and so I feel honored to be here. So, uh, yes, my name is Kenneth Burnett. I am a born and raised Memphian. Okay. Uh, born you know, been here most of my life, spent about seven years in Arizona. Uh, okay. Went out there for um, a tech startup back in the day, uh, back in the early 2000s. And I like to tell folks, you know, back then before the internet bubble burst, you know, there was a lot of companies trying to go public. Mm-hmm. And so I went to, to a company that did industrial automation software. Okay. And uh, they, were, they were getting angel investors and all this good stuff and had more stock options that I knew to do with. So I just yeah. uprooted me and my wife. We had just gotten married, moved out there uh, to make our fortune. Okay. Uh, so that was my first foray into like, okay, the tech world and the entrepreneur, you know, this guy was an entrepreneur and he was trying to go public. And I tell folks for every Yahoo that you hear about that yeah. went big, there's like 10,000 Yoohoo that you never heard about. <laughs> sure. And so I ended up at one of those at one of those Yoohoo companies okay, that just okay. went under. What was it focused uh, on? It was industrial automation software. Okay. So this guy, he was a uh, and you know, he made software. He worked for like Honeywell and and he, he he did consulting services for that. And then he wanted to make product. Okay. Cuz that's where people are making money at products. Gotcha. So he uh, came up with his idea, and the software was cool. It was like batch automation. So again, mm. if you ever worked in a plant, a lot of people haven't. There's mixers and formulas that you know these companies have, like Coca-Cola, for instance. Yeah, for instance. yeah. Well, they have a, a magic formula for Coke that's secret. Nobody okay. knows it, and so, but they they can have a program that automatically mixes these formulas together, okay. and pumps some of these vats and stuff. So you have control of what you do every time. It's gotcha. not just so like everything's somebody the same. Just yeah. dumping something in here just a little bit like you make like grandma yeah. in the house making a recipe. Well, this software did that for you automatically. Uh, so great idea. Mm-hmm. But the problem was, and again, I, I think that's a lot of case for entrepreneurs, is if your product is, is so complex where you have to educate the consumer first yeah. before they can buy it, that's a long sales cycle. So that's what we ran into with that particular company. It was just okay. a great product. Uh, but again, it was a long sales cycle, and it just the company didn't end up selling it after a while, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I moved on from there. So, but yeah, so that was my first foray uh, into you know big business or what have you. But for me gotcha. personally, right now, uh, I am in the um, you know health and wellness space. And yeah, so I'm a yeah. personal trainer. Uh, I started personal training, uh, I guess about right before the pandemic. I opened up, opened okay. up a studio called Master Fit Club. It's outside of Bartlett. And um, I, I did it quite by accident. A friend of mine uh, um, was saying, man, you should go ahead and open up a gym. I'm like, man, the world of <laughs> personal trainers. There's yeah. a ton of personal trainers out there. He said, man, you're passionate about it. You should go ahead and do it. And so I did. I, I, I had a friend of mine, uh, Curtis Braden. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And he owned, owned some, some space. And he said, man, come on, let me show you some space. And I'll show, you know, see what you can do. And uh, I give him a lot of credit because... Uh, one thing about entrepreneurship you know, that deters a lot of people is, you know, leases, equipment. Yeah. How do you do? Yeah. How you? How do you go about getting all this stuff? And then you put your your name on the line and your money on the line, and you don't know if this thing is going to work or not. Mm-hmm. And so Curtis, you know, being a good friend, I went to school with him, and so okay. um, being a good friend, he was like, "Listen, man, if it doesn't work, I tear the lease up." Wow. You know? And so oh, that yeah. gave me a lot of confidence, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so again, it goes back to now I, I talk when I talk to people about entrepreneurship and they're struggling about getting started, I ask them what they what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? Yeah. How bold would you be mm. if you knew you couldn't fail? And that's so a great that's question. what Curtis yeah. did for me. You know, it's like, okay, worst case scenario, I just tear the leads up and I go back to doing what I was doing before. Yeah. And that gave me the confidence to get started. For sure. Uh, and so I give him a lot of credit for that. And so that led into my, my second business venture, 
uh, which is Hot Works. I own a Hot Works franchise. Yeah, I definitely want to dive into that. Um, and again, it happened. It's another one of those things is happenstance. It's, um, it was during the pandemic when everybody was at, at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was at, you know, watching a friend of mine you know, online, social media. She was posting her workouts. Okay. And again, everybody's at the house, but I could see she wasn't at home. She was doing these elaborate workouts. So I was like, where are you? She's yeah. like, I'm at a Hot Works. I was like, what's Hot Works? And so I started looking it up, and I was like, well, I'm going to see what they're doing. And mm-hmm. I applied to my, my, my personal training business. Gotcha. And so I started doing the research and figured out what it was. And as I'm going along with it, I sent the, the information off for, you know, franchise information. Mm-hmm. So I went through the whole process, you know, as if I was going to really do a franchise. Yeah. But I had no intention. <laughs> on, I filled uh, out plenty on, of those. <laughs> <laughs> had no intention on ever, you know, really going through with the franchise. But as I started learning more information about it, I was like, you know what? This is good technology. Uh, the business model is sound. It's a okay. new, fairly new company. I was like, you know, I think, I'm, I, think I can do this. Yeah. So one thing led to another, reached out to them and um, signed, again, signed a, another uh, document and said, okay, I'm going to do this thing. And yeah. so eight, it took 18 months to get my first one open. So okay. again, it's another lesson about entrepreneurship. It's not always overnight. Yeah, it it takes some time. It takes some dedication. It takes some energy. And I had a lot of stops and starts, uh, especially when it comes to financing, because this yeah. was a little bit different when my when I did my Master Fit Club. Deal. Okay, small gym. I bought the equipment myself and all that. Not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Well, you're talking about a facility is two thousand square feet, several hundred thousand dollars worth of yeah. equipment. Uh, so again, unless you just had that kind of money sitting around, you mm-hmm. have to go through some banks and all that good stuff. And yeah. so if you haven't ever had to deal with the bank and the SBA, it can be a, a time consuming process. And yeah. so you can get deterred. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I met with a SBA rep from, um, whatever union plan has turned into the, okay. in that okay. building gotcha. over there. And he said that this area is, they utilize the, uh, SBA funds the least yeah. of uh, any place in the country. I think I've heard that before. It's something about this area where people either don't know about the SBA program or they get deterred about the paperwork or whatever, but Mm -hmm. we don't take advantage of SBA funding like Mm -hmm. we should in this particular area. Uh, But So, again, they do make you jump through a lot of hoops. you got to sign a lot of paperwork, but they will give you the funding. I was going to say, were you able to tap in with some of the the funding? Good, good. And, and again, it worked out. But, again, it can be, again, it could be a daunting process. You know, you could easily say, you know, it ain't worth it. Yeah. You know, people always try to say, well, the Lord's trying to sell me something. I yeah. shouldn't do this. <laughs> Sometimes it's just hard. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it's just like you just have to persevere, and it's not going to be a linear process. It's going to be ups and turns, lefts and rights, and all that kind of stuff, and then you get to where you want to be. Yeah. That's one of the lessons that I can tell folks is like, it's not going to always be easy, but that doesn't mean it's not meant for you. Yeah. You know, you just have to, have to work at it. I like that. Uh, you said, man, quite a few things that I want to dive into, mm-hmm. but I want to I want to hone in on like this whole franchising mm-hmm. uh, model because uh, a lot of people just don't see, uh, especially as African Americans. I don't know a lot of African Americans that actually own franchising and or franchises because of the financial, right. you know, part of it, and it's just something that we're not yeah. educated in. Uh, so we typically would start our own company, yep. you know what I'm saying, and struggle and figure it out as we go. But uh, as an entrepreneur, one of the things I did recognize, uh, everybody like polarizes McDonald's mm-hmm. uh, because they were the godfathers right. of this whole movement. Right. And the education piece is one of the things that I found to be one of the most valuable things. Can you talk a little bit about kind of the HotWorks model mm-hmm. and what the whole educational yeah. process looks Absolutely. like? Absolutely. Absolutely. So the one thing I, I loved about the HotWorks model is that they didn't pressure me. Because okay. I'm one of these guys where if you try to pressure me into doing something, especially something I'm not just really sold on, mm-hmm. it's going to turn me off. I'm not going to do it. Gotcha. Uh, I've done, I've sat in presentations for like multi-level marketing back in yeah. the day. Yeah. And I, oh, you can sell this here. You can do this. <laughs> you can make this money. Get 10 of your friends. They can do this. And that never appealed to me because I wasn't convinced. Yeah. And so I like my friends. I want to keep my friends. And so yeah. <laughs> if I was to help them sell them something that they didn't like, they come back and blame me, mm. and it just makes me feel bad. So yeah. I never did go down there. I, I, those are things I kind of shied away from. So when I started talking to the HotWorks folks, mm-hmm. you had to go through the whole process. I want to say it took like six weeks to go through the whole process. They wouldn't just okay. sell you a franchise. Just If you mm-hmm. walked up and said, here, here's a check. I want to buy a franchise. I want to buy a license. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't sell it to you. Okay. Because they want you to understand what you're getting into. So okay. They tell you from point 
point A to point Z is like, here's what Hogwarts is, here's mm-hmm. how we market, here's the technology, uh, here's what you can stand to make, or here's what other franchisees are making. And some okay. of this is done, you know, by law, they have disclosed some of this stuff. Yeah. But they, t- they share these things with you. And at the end of that whole process, they sit down after you have all the information to evaluate whether you want to move forward with them or not. You know, you get to sit down and they tell you, like, take a minute. Yeah. You know, we're not like at the end of the six weeks, like, Make a decision now. Like, mm-hmm. Take your time. Yeah. Get back with them. See if this is something you want to do. So I appreciated that. Uh, and again, they tell you, again, before you sign the agreement, they're not going to tell you exactly everything that they do. You know, yeah. that trade seats sure, and all that sure. kind of stuff. Yeah. But they tell you, again, how they market the people. What is their business strategy? And so, again, because that's what you're buying. When you buy a mm-hmm. franchise, because I've done both. I've okay. done, you know, the, 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 the personal training yeah, thing. Yeah. It's like where I figured it out on my own. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that works to whatever degree that you put into it or whatever. Yeah. But if somebody's already built a mousetrap, why am I going to try to go create another one? For right? sure. And yeah, so yeah, yeah. I have the benefit of doing both mm-hmm. simultaneously. I'm still doing my personal training thing okay. alongside of my hot words thing. Gotcha. And there's, you know, there's trade-offs. There's some things I learn by being nimble with my Master Fit Club uh, mm-hmm. business that I utilize with, with my Hot Works business. Because okay. even though they give you a model, there are some things that locally you have to do for your own business, uh, people around you, yeah. you know, and, and vice versa. There are some things like branding and how do you post on social media and, and timing, things mm. that... They educate y'all on all they, of they it? They educate, yeah. So wow. They teach you all that. Okay. So they give you all the branding information. They give you the videos. Okay. They, we... we are, obligated to use a marketing company for them to post our ads and stuff. So they That's take good, some yeah. of the heavy lifting away where you can focus on the business without yeah. having to understand everything there is behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Even when it comes down to finances of it. Like yeah. you have to use QuickBooks. You know, okay. so they, they hook you up with them. They hook you up with a payroll company. Okay. These are the things you have to do. And then they most of the one of the most important things they do is they give you a coach. Okay. Well, I meet every week with a hot works coach. Wow. And so <clears throat> I can run my business in the ground if I want to. Yeah. You know, that's on me. I bought it. But they give you somebody who has a vested interest in making mm-hmm. sure you succeed. So I meet with this person every week. Okay. And they talk about, like, what are our numbers looking like? What are the marketing things out there? What is the technology doing? What, what what's, wow. what's going yeah. on? So those are the trade-offs that you get for you lose a little control because mm-hmm. if you like blue, but Hotworks is red and orange. It's like yeah. you can't go in there and paint the walls blue. <laughs> yeah, you know? for so sure. You live up, you lose some of that creativity, mm-hmm. but you gain so much more because you have three, four hundred other franchises doing the same thing. Yeah, that you can see what they're doing, and if you're doing things the right way, you should have similar results. Now, some franchises are going to do better than others. Gotcha. But generally speaking, if you follow the model, yeah. you should have some modicum of success. And so I take what they give me in terms of. Uh, process okay. and, and marketing and all that good stuff. And I, I apply it to my, my personal for sure. deal. So again, it's a, it's a trade-off for sure. Yeah. So how is it working out for you? How long have you had the, the, the model or the company? So yeah, so I opened up, we opened up our first Hot Works in Collierville in June of uh, last year. So June 20, okay. 2022. We started our pre-sale back in February. So pre-sale is what happens where... They want you to sell a certain number of memberships before you can open your doors. And mm. I, again, I can appreciate that because there's nothing worse than starting a business like I did when yeah. I had my, my personal <laughs> training business. And then it's like, no clients. Like, what do I do? I'm in business. Yeah. You're all going that road. Like, all right, I'm open. I got my LLC, my EIN. Yeah. I'm in business. I'm ready. And then it's like, okay, who am I marketing? Yeah. Who, who am I 30 days to build today. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Well, you've done something nice. <laughs> And so Hotworks, what they require you to do is during this period before you open your doors up, it goes back from like three to three to six months before okay. you open your doors, you start selling memberships. And so you give them at a discount to get people in because they can't work out until you open. Yeah. So you offer, you know, special pricing and you know, eventually they can come in and see the studio once you get to that phase. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you open your doors up, you have revenue. Yeah. And so that's another thing that um, that I'm taking from that. So again, my next business venture, whatever that may be, I'm a serial entrepreneur here. Yeah. Those are things <clears throat> I'm going to take in my taking into account because again, you're not in. I mean, you can be in business from a state standpoint. You're yeah. Like the state of Tennessee knows I'm in business. Mm-hmm. But you're not really in business till you start generating revenue. Absolutely. You know, otherwise, you're going to be out of business For real sure. quick, right? And so those are the lessons that I'm learning. It's like Okay, if you're making donuts, if you're mm-hmm. washing cars, whatever you want, whatever you say you want to do, you need to identify your audience, and more importantly, you need to try to identify 
clients. Yeah. You know, that you're going to, as soon as you say I'm ready, that you can start working. Because yeah. otherwise, you know, you're sitting there, like you said, 30 days later, MLG and W want their bill. Absolutely. You made yeah. a dime or not, right? <laughs> so you need to start thinking about those particular things. And so that's one of the things that I, I learned that from Hotworks in terms of that pre-sale. Mm -hmm. It's an opportunity for people, for you to tell people, hey, I'm, I'm coming. Yeah. You know, be stay on the lookout for me. You know, for sure. 60 days, I'm going to be here. Y'all going to support me, right? So you're mm -hmm. getting get that support. And I have to say one one thing about about my my friends and family is like they showed up for me because good, like good. I said you had to have a certain number before you open, and I was getting close. I was like, I gotta have a certain <laughs> number of memberships. So I put a call out to some of the uh, members of the Hundred Black Men, you know. Okay. I, and so I was like, man, listen, I need like twenty more members. Mm -hmm. If you just support me, I can get the doors open, then I'd be ready to rock and roll. Sure. So those are things that's that, interesting. Uh, you yeah. have to be prepared for. You have to be prepared for. What does that first client look like? And more importantly, what does that 10, 100 client look mm -hmm. like? And how, how do you, what is your goal? What is your plan to get there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because far too often we focus on what we do. Okay. You know, if I, I know you say, you said you t-shirts, right? Yeah. So again, if your gift is t-shirts, you're not thinking about the marketing. You're yeah. not thinking about the payroll. That's the other thing. Like I got employees now. Yeah, so yeah. personal training, it was just me. Mm -hmm. So I got to think about how these people are going to eat. Yeah. You know, uh, they want to get paid on a regular basis, consistently. Yeah. Um, policies you got to put in place mm -hmm. that you hadn't thought about. Yeah. You know, so Man. Uh, they help with all that good stuff. But those uh -huh. are things that you have to be cognizant of if you're going to be in business. Right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so often we like, we want to get in business, be in business just to say we're in business. Yeah. Uh, I'm tired of working. Mm -hmm. you know, I'm tired of folks telling me what to do. Yeah. Well, you trade one manager for a hundred bosses if you're in business Absolutely, right yeah. and so it's like you know you're gonna always be beholden to somebody yeah like yeah. you have to please somebody gotta make sure you're doing it for the right exactly, reasons yeah exactly. listen you this is so interesting to me because you paid for you know a franchise model and what you essentially did was you downloaded all of that information um based on you know that business model uh, i've been in business for you know a little over a decade and all of these things that you mentioned it took me years to figure these things out. Uh, so I think that's cool that you can tap into a franchise system, get download all that education. You don't have to deal with all of that stuff. What are and, and, and the other thing is you still run a traditional business. Right. Uh, you mentioned something that I thought was key was, you know, going out, getting customers before the business is open. I've heard people say stuff like that, but not until you said that and I recognized, okay, the big brands do this. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And if they're doing it, then why aren't we doing it? What are some of those other like key takeaways? You don't have to give away all the right. trade secrets but right. what are some of those other key takeaways that you learned that you was like okay i can apply that to my traditional right. business as well yeah marketing marketing you okay not start marketing soon enough yeah uh, i thought that i was gonna get my number like i said hot works requires us to have 200 members okay before sign up i'm like that's easy yeah and I just <laughs> emails people social media <laughs> posts and i'll be there folks know me they'll come out there and support me mm -hmm. no it is not that easy yeah I don't care how many, how much people love you and they want to support you. When it comes down to it, it's some work to be done. Yeah. And so I tell folks, it's like you have to start marketing. And if you don't know how to market, hire somebody. To yeah. Do marketing. Yeah. You know, platforms like this. You know, you need to get in front of as many people as you can. Networking mm -hmm. uh, is another one. It's like it's one thing to put an ad out there. Yeah. To come see you, but it's another thing for somebody to recommend you. Mm -hmm. uh, that's another thing. I, big one that I figured out real easily is like I can say oh Ken's great yeah come come down to Hot Works or come down to Master Fit Club you guys are gonna love it all day long yeah but there's nothing like Kelvin coming hey you know Ken he's mm -hmm. a good dude for you sure you need to need to go check him out and on that and word of real, mouth I'm yeah gonna, I'm gonna go check him out so again word of mouth that networking you have to do it you have to cultivate your your audience as, as much as you can yeah and that uh, seems like a big uh, part of your story too mm -hmm. because you said that you know we met through mm -hmm. networking Absolutely. through the 100 black men mm -hmm. and um your first location mm -hmm. came because of your connection to right. somebody. So that networking piece is is huge. Absolutely. And for me, again, if you know, for the folks who are out there who are local, I live in Bartlett. Collierville is 30 plus minutes away from me. Again, people nationwide know your, your, your show's going to be nationwide, so they yeah, may yeah. not understand the context. <laughs> but that's a, that's a good little distance. And so I had very few connections to Collierville area. Okay. And so uh, I'd be quite honest and transparent. I was kind of like, are they going to be receptive to me? 
Yeah. You know, so again, here's a business that has traditionally not had a lot of minority ownership. Mm-hmm. And so going into a place, uh, to, to an area of town that I knew nothing about, mm-hmm. would I be re- well received there? Because before I hire anybody, I'm it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm the one out there saying, come see us. And I'm on, I'm the one sending out press releases. Yeah. And, they're doing articles and stories, and they see me. Yeah, yeah. Like, are they gonna are they gonna be able to identify? Mm-hmm. Am I gonna resonate with this particular audience? And so that was something that really, really had me in, in my head uh, for a good little good okay. while. And so again, I hadn't talked about this talked about this to a lot of people. Yeah. And it took a second for me to again get out of my own space. Okay. Get out of my own way because I was like, well, they don't know me. Okay. Uh, this this business. Primarily, our target audience—I won't say I shouldn't say target audience. Our, our average demo okay. uh, skews Caucasian women around forty-five. Okay, it's just, okay. It's just what it is. Yeah, uh, we 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 talk. I target everybody. Yeah. I want everybody to come to Howard. <laughs> uh, but the demo just happens to resonate mm-hmm. with Caucasian women around forty-five, so certain income level and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It is what it is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah for I sure. I bought into the franchise. What it is, mm-hmm. and so. I'm not that, right? Yeah. And so I'm faced with, like, how do I show something that, that, that my target demo or my the average demo is going to resonate with? Yeah. And so I struggle. I struggle with that in terms of, like, do I find places, find faces that these people are going to resonate with and that's yeah. going to drive the audience here to support me and all that? And so you get a lot of, you know, sleepless nights where you're like, this ain't going to work. Yeah, you yeah. Because they don't want to see me. Yeah. And... Ultimately, what happens is you have to deal with that. And again, that's, I'm sure I'm not the only one that deals with no, you're not. like that, right? Because like, my next question was, how did you overcome that? Because yeah, so, it is a struggle for yeah, a lot of entrepreneurs. Absolutely. absolutely. When you're doing things non-traditional, yeah. uh, that, you know, so in an area that's, you know, again, to, you know, not familiar with you. Mm-hmm. So what, I ultimately, what ultimately happened was people came in and I found that they just want to work out. Yeah. They don't care <laughs> who the owner is. At least that's that's the, how I feel about it. I hadn't seen anybody overtly say, oh, I ain't coming in because this dude's in here. Yeah. But people ultimately want to work out. They want to mm-hmm. work out somewhere where it's convenient, yeah. where it's clean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, where they're going to get results. Mm-hmm. And so if you can tell that story mm-hmm. and you can, you know, enough people hear that, they'll come for that. They're not coming for me or they're not coming for me, more mm-hmm. importantly. But I had to get that out of my head because, you know, again, Unfamiliar area, yeah. in an unfamiliar space. When I was doing my personal training, most of the people I trained looked like me. Yeah. I, or it may have been related to me, gotcha. you know, because yeah. they were friends <laughs> and family and stuff. Okay. So, again, I was comfortable there. Mm-hmm. And so going to this hot works area, I had to get used to the fact that I'm not going to know everybody who walks through my door. Yeah. And I could pick and choose my personal training because I'm like, I'm, I'm real protective of my space. Like, yeah, I'm yeah, an yeah. introvert by nature. So, again, if I'm not comfortable with you, we're just not going to vibe. Yeah. And I don't want to train you. And I'm at the position where I can. I can, I can pick and choose who I want to Absolutely. from a personal training standpoint. From a hot work standpoint, I said, these bills got to get paid. I yeah. need all kind of folks coming <laughs> here. Yeah. Yeah. Whether I like you or not. Uh-huh. You know, whether, whether we identify with each other or not. Mm-hmm. I need you to come in. And so what I found is, ultimately, it's like, you just have to do the work. Okay. You can't make the excuses of, they won't like me, because that can that can derail you. Yeah, that can, yeah. It, it makes you fall back in the habits of just like, well, I'm just gonna talk to my friends and my yeah. family. And as much as I love my family and my friends, they're not driving out to college to be able to work out of hot works. For sure, you know, it's just not happening. And, and that's so yeah. You have to find <clears throat> people in that community, and like I said, in my in my, in my particular case, in my business, who are gonna want to come support. Yeah. So I found that being consistent. Get that self doubt. Mm-hmm. You know, we want we want to doubt ourselves so much that yeah. imposter syndrome. Like, oh, yeah, that's huge. to me. Uh, so I just, I'm not ready for this. Well, I'm committed. Yeah. You know, I'm the bank's looking for this this payment to be made. I was at SBA. Yeah. They got everything hot, tied up. House, car, kids, yeah, yeah, yeah. everything tied to this <clears throat> business. So it's got it's got to work. Yeah, you know, I don't have the option of like, yeah, I'm just gonna go back to what I was doing before. Let's shut this thing for down. sure. So, yeah. so so look, let's take the gloves off because some of the stuff that you're hitting on now has to do with the entrepreneur mindset. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm convinced that, you know, people know you're in the personal training industry. People know if they want to, you know, get in shape, lose weight, they know the one or two things that they need to do. Uh, A lot of people aren't stuck at what needs to be done. A lot of people are stuck on the mentality side of it. And I know you have a a, a pretty diverse background with, you know, corporate America, being an entrepreneur, now owning a franchise and a lot of the community stuff that you do. How do you, you know, balance all of that, but also develop your mindset to be, you know, a sharp entrepreneur? Right. One of the things that I do is you, know, you got to read. Okay. You got to, more importantly, align yourself with people who are trying to do the things you're trying to do. Yeah. You can read a million books, but if you can't apply it or you can't really relate to it. I was having a conversation with a friend of mine today, and we were talking about kids. Okay. How she was saying how our kids weren't listening and they weren't doing it. You can tell them to do this and they're not doing things, but they, they go over somebody else's house, they pick up their stuff, they won't <laughs> jump on the furniture. And the thing I told her is about, you know, one thing about kids and it's the same thing about adults mm-hmm. is they look at modeling. Okay. You can talk all day long, they can read all day long, but they watch and they learn. Mm-hmm. And so how I relate this back to the entrepreneurial mind, mindset is you can read all the books, go to all the conferences, yeah. but nothing's better than having somebody to bounce ideas off that you can watch them grow. Yeah, Because yeah. I've got I've seen friends who've gone from zero to 100 in like no time flat. You're like, I know I'm smarter than that dude. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. You yeah. won't say that out loud, right? But For you're sure. like, I know I'm smarter than him. What is, what is his secret? You know, yeah. I got more resources than, than he does. What is his secret? Thing is, it's like it's a lot of you know varying things. One of the main things is just getting started. Yeah. But you can learn a lot from people who are actually you know in the midst of their growth and that grind. Okay. And so, so I say the biggest thing I can say is like find yourself, surround yourself with people who are actually doing the things that you want to do. Mm-hmm. I heard somebody say it's like if you are the smartest person in the room. You need to find a new room. Yeah, yeah. You know, so if you want to be an entrepreneur, if you want to, I mean, bake cookies, or if you want to, you know, open up a home healthcare space, mm-hmm. don't be afraid to talk to other people who are doing it. And something again, here's another thing I learned uh-huh. uh, growing up with entrepreneurship because I've been an entrepreneur since I was in my early twenties. Okay, I will have to go um, back and talk about yeah, that. Yeah, and I got some stories. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> One thing you can't be afraid of is rejection when you go to ask somebody for help. Yeah. Everybody's not going to help you. Mm-hmm. That's no excuse for, for asking, not asking. Okay. So I would go around and ask people. My earliest entrepreneurial days, I, went, I mean, I was born and raised an IT guy. So I'm okay. 30 plus years with IT industry background. And so, again, I made all the mistakes when I was young. Mm-hmm. So I had my that's first what, that's job. That's what your youth is for. Right, right. <laughs> I had my first job and I was like, okay, I want to do open up a computer consulting business. Okay. Well, I went and got me some business cards made. I think, you know, Jerry Redman, you know Jerry? He's a, I don't, I don't. He's a graphic guy here. He okay. Back, back in the day, he was one of the main guys around here. So Jerry, I'm giving you a shout out. Shout uh, out Jerry. He's still around. He's still around doing his thing. Red, okay. Redman Designs. That's oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm familiar with that name. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So that's him back in the day. So he created my first business card. And I was like, well, you can't be in business unless you have your own space, your own mm-hmm. office space. You know, it wasn't brought web and brought you know, all that kind of stuff working from home. Yeah. Back then, it was back in the 90s. Okay. When it got me some office space over in the apple tree over there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I know where you were. Over at. there, <laughs> back there. So I went and bought me some app, some space, some office space, business cards. I'm in business. And so, um, face with what I just told you a minute ago, it's like, I'm in business. Yeah. Now what? Mm-hmm. No clients, no demand, no nothing. I'm, yeah. I'm going to make, I'm going to figure it out as I go along. With these mounting bills behind yeah. me, you know, so the worst thing ever you, you can do. I don't <laughs> care how frustrated you are with your career, do not do that. Do yeah. not go and create more bills with no real way of paying those bills, but just Absolutely. because you want to be in business. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I did that. But I also realized, like, okay, I need to talk to some people. Mm-hmm. So some of the folks I talked to, I said Charles, um, Charles Sims. Okay. You know, I went and talked to him back yeah. in the day. Well, someone. That's when the first websites were being built. Okay. And he may not even remember, but I remember <laughs> uh, going to his office and got this internet, this internet thing and websites. And back then, you know, folks still could use the fax machines. Yeah. So I'm trying to sell them websites. They mm-hmm. didn't know. Again, it goes back to 
educating people about why they needed something yeah, yeah. and then trying to get them to pay for it. Mm-hmm. That's a long process. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so right now, everybody assumes that oh, I need internet service or or they know they need internet service to do business or I need a website to do business. Back then, it was like really convincing folks, like, why do I need a website? I'm yeah. like, well, you can advertise and show stuff anybody in the world. What about people here locally? No, no, everybody. Yeah. Them too, mm-hmm. you know, but <laughs> they're not concerned about the world because yeah. back in the day, all they concerned about, all they were concerned about, like people locally. That's yeah. what you could do business with effectively mm-hmm. unless you were a multi, you know, conglomerate. You was a visionary, right, man. Right, yeah. right, right, right. So it's like educating people on that. So again, I would go talk to, uh, I remember talking to Charles. I remember talking to uh, Sylvester Tate. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Take computer services. I remember talking to him back in the day. I mean, you had some good mentorship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, again, it was hit and miss. You know, like I said, I was just a young, you know, young kid. Like, get out of here, man. I'm trying to do my own thing, you yeah. know. So, again, they give you so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I talked to uh, Sylvester many years later, like probably like a couple years ago. We kind of got back in touch. Okay. And I reminded him of that. I was like, remember when I came in? He said, I don't remember. He said, man, I'm going to be honest with you. Back then, I was probably still trying to figure out what I was doing. Yeah. And that's the realization of it. It's like Absolutely. when you're in business, and I, I try to make time for anybody who wants to talk about business. Okay. But you only have so much time in the day. Yeah. And so people are constantly bombarding you with questions about this. Sometimes you may not have the capacity yeah. to give them the amount of time and energy, energy you need. I, I liken it to like celebrities and stuff, you know. Basketball players, you know, you see them out with their family eating. Yeah. You're like, oh, LeBron, can I get you an autograph? Well, yeah. He's here with his family. For sure. You yeah. know, I don't have a job. That's us use local, but Ja, you know, he, he's our guy. So mm-hmm. Ja, you know, he out, you know, he may not feel inclined to stop, take a yeah, photo yeah, yeah, yeah. and all that because he's done it all day long. All day, And yeah. so that's the thing you have to also recognize is like when you're talking to people who are successful. Mm-hmm. They don't have the capacity to sit down and mentor. They're not obligated yeah. to sit down and mentor you. Let but me ask that's you no something. Yeah. For, you know, not not making a call. And and that's a that's a good point because the people that's on the other side of the camera we specifically talk to is entrepreneurs. And you said that you know it's your responsibility to ask. Now it's not. They don't have to say exactly. yes. What would that formula look like? Like, what would you recommend them go about? How would they? How would you recommend them go about doing that? Right. Uh, you walk in places cold. Um, you know, do you join organizations? Like, yeah. what have you found that worked for you? So, I'm gonna tell you what doesn't work. Okay, <laughs> not walking to somebody's office and expecting to stop what they're doing and talk to you. Yeah, you know, just because you have time. Yeah. at three o'clock on Thursday does not mean they have time. Absolutely. So I do not recommend you just stalking somebody's lobby <laughs> and just like I'm just gonna wait till he comes out. Sounds good in movies. Yeah, you hear people like, well, I just stayed there. I don't care. They say he's going to be back from lunch at 2. I stayed. I was there from 10 o'clock to 3 o'clock when he showed up, and I, I was persistent. Mm-hmm. That works in the movies. Yeah. yeah. But in real life, <laughs> you know, I wouldn't recommend that. The best thing I can do is, like, find people like that in places where they are in that mode. Yeah. You know, so, again, 100 Black Men is a great, great example of that. You know, part mm-hmm. of the organization. A lot of successful brothers. Absolutely, yeah. And so when mm-hmm. we're at events, out, you know, doing our thing in the community or, you know, individual events, whatever, these are time where people, they've, they've set aside time to be there. Mm-hmm. And so if you walk up to them and say, hey, man, I got a question. I got a lot of respect for you. Mm-hmm. Um, can I ask you a quick question? Or maybe we can set up a lunch. Yeah. More likely than not, they're going to be more inclined to be responsive and gotcha. stuff like that. Um, but blindsiding them or expect, expecting them to give you X when you look at them, they want to give you Y. Mm-hmm. Again, nobody's obligated. To, to help you with anything. And so having your having the mindset of like, whatever I can get, I'm going to cherish it and I'm going to try to apply it to what I can. And then asking them for like, who else can I talk to? I know you're busy. Yeah. Who else, who would you recommend me That's a good to? point, yeah. Because you know, they may know some people who mm-hmm. are, uh, have the capacity, you know, in their circle, in their social network that they can give you some advice and, um, you know, they may have just got the phone with somebody. This brother here, he could tell you exactly what you need to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so asking those questions, but not having an expectation of they owe me. Yeah. Because uh, I held that resentment in for a long time. <laughs> for like 20 years, I was like, man, this joker didn't give me the time of day. Yeah, yeah. But now that I'm older, mm-hmm. I see it's like, man, you're getting busy. Yeah. I, I can't complete all the stuff I know I need to do. I yeah. got kids, a wife, a dog at the house that need me it's to do stuff, ending, waiting huh? on me to do stuff. <laughs> and I hadn't done that. And now here you are asking me for X, Y, Z. Yeah. Now, because of my experience back in the day, I'm a little bit more mindful of that. And for so sure. when somebody does come to me, come to me and like, hey, can you talk to me about something? I'll stop, yeah. take a beat. And if I can't, 
I say, hey, won't we you know, meet up or whatever? Yeah. And so I am really mindful about passing on the knowledge because I know there's a, there are a lot of talented people out there yeah. who just need guidance. Mm-hmm. And I love seeing people who are just striking out on their own. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I get I get more excited than they do. Yeah, you know, so yeah. I find myself like, oh, you can do this, do this, and I call them back next week. Like, where we at? And they're mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, I ain't. He did it, yeah. Like, man, you had me do all this work. Yeah. And I'm all excited about it, and you didn't do anything. Yeah, and so yeah. that's another thing that kind of turns entrepreneurs off. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like people who call you and ask you for help, and yeah. then you're willing to help and go above and beyond. And then they fall by the wayside. So yeah. one of the things I yeah, would say is like, one. if you're not serious, don't waste people's time. Yeah. You know, if you're not serious about you, if you, especially if you know the guys who are uber successful or, mm-hmm. or the ladies who are uber successful, don't waste their time. You yeah. Know, you know, if you if you won't help, a lot of the good folks out there will help you, mm-hmm. but please don't waste their time. Yeah. Because I, 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 I tell one. folks all the time, it's like, if you succeed... I feel like, and I helped you something with something. We succeeded. Absolutely. You know, I don't necessarily have to get anything monetary from it or no notoriety from it. Mm-hmm. If I know I I contributed something, this brother, this sister blew up. Yeah, that gives me joy right there for sure. Um, but there's nothing worse than somebody taking up a lot of your time and yeah. making nothing with that information. So. so I used to talk to uh, a lot of entrepreneurs after. Oh, of course, I ran a company. And so that company and, you know, a lot of people will ask me business questions and same thing. I would give them advice and they wouldn't do anything. Right. Um, and so when I put the consultant title on it and start charging, mm-hmm. now you saw people productivity right. side because they had a little bit more skin in the yeah, game. Absolutely. Look, you, um, you, you, you touched on a couple of things that I want to dive into. Um, one of the things that you said is, you know, just all of the things that you're done, doing, uh, all the things that you've done when you were younger to now. And we had a, uh, a conversation off camera just about the whole content creation space. How do you balance it all? And, and then we can dive in a little bit into like the content creation space. What have you seen some success at? What are some of the things that you're kind of facing in that whole space? Right. So the content creation let me let you in on a secret on that one as well. Okay. I'm not telling you any secrets, but the folks out there. I'm not, I'm all ears. <laughs> <laughs> this is not an easy thing. Mm-hmm. I read something about, uh, I was listening to the radio, and they was talking about podcasts. There are like hundreds of thousands of podcasts that are launched every year. Okay. 90% of them, some high number, only have one or two episodes, mm. which means there are several hundred thousand podcasts out there littering the universe. <laughs> <laughs> taking up your views. Taking up. Taking up. <laughs> so it is not an easy thing. It's it's easy to to understand. Yeah. And again, this technology makes it easier to put one out there. Mm-hmm. But creating content, and again, here's a guy, I have to do it because my business, you know, requires me to do it. Yeah. If I'm not creating some kind of content uh, on social media to draw eyeballs to either Master Fit Club or Hotworks, mm-hmm. people are looking other places. Yeah. And so I'm tasked with trying to figure out mm-hmm. how to be creative, what's resonating with people, how frequent should I be posting, what time of day should I be posting to yeah. get the most views and all that. So there's a lot of stuff that goes on to it. And so, again, this is one of those things where if this is not your jam, mm-hmm. hire it out. Yeah. There is no substitute for, uh, again, no shortcuts to success. There's mm-hmm. certain things you just absolutely have to do. If you're not good with numbers, yeah. Hire out your 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 doggone account. Yeah, yeah. You know, absolutely. You know, it's just certain things that you have to do. But creating content is one of those things where it is a must in this time. That I had a lady come out to Hot Words. Okay. And I'm all about networking. So if you want to come network and 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 showcase your your wares and Hot Words, I'm open. I tell people oh, cool. all the time. It's like, listen, I'm at 87, 875 West Poplar Avenue in Collierville. Come check me out. If you have a product or a service that's health-related, to come talk to us. Oh, that's uh, huge, yeah. Me, I open up my lobby to anybody okay. who wants to you know, showcase what they're going to do because it helps me, too. Yeah. Like, if you have an audience that I haven't tapped into, uh, then you can bring them to my space. Mm-hmm. That, that benefits me. Yeah. And I want to give you a space to serve my clients to walk through the door all the time. So, again, it's all about collaboration for me. So that's gotcha. one of the things that I'm super, super big on is collaboration. Okay. Um, but I had a lady come in, and she was a health uh, one of those shot nurses type things. Oh, okay, yeah, she yeah. She was doing one, one of those things. And so she came in, and uh, she set up her and her partner. They were going to give, like, B12 shots and all this kind of stuff. Okay. And so I posted on my social media and said, folks are going to be here. And she, you know, these folks are going to be here, whatever. So I asked her, I'm like, okay, did you post it to, to your folks on social media? Mm-hmm. 
And she was like, well, I really don't do the social media thing like I should. I'm sitting I'm looking at her like, what? <laughs> so how do you market it? Well, we try to go to events sometimes. And I'm oh, like, wow. so you don't have any social media presence? And she's mm-hmm. like, no, nah, I'm working on it. Let me tell y'all folks, it's like if you are not on social media, you're doing yourself a disservice because Huge social disservice, media yeah. works when you're sleeping. Mm-hmm. So if you put a video out there at 10 o'clock at night, well, depending on how interesting that video is and all that good stuff, you may get views from that from days and days on yeah, end. Yeah, absolutely. And so for you not to do that, do any kind of promotion for your business, mm-hmm. to me that says you're not serious about yeah. your business. Now, again, there's degrees to all of this. You yeah. know, some folks who like like a Kevin Hart, they got several million followers. Anything he says is gonna be production needle, team, all that yeah. kind of stuff. That's great. But that's no excuse for you not if you can't talk to your business and explain to people why they should come to you mm-hmm. or give them a reason, to at least check it out, whether they're purchasing something or not, educating, whatever, yeah, then nobody's gonna really take you seriously. Yeah. You, know, you have to put the word out there. And if you can't do it yourself, find you some spokespeople. Yeah. You know, because like I said, I know me, you know, we were talking about like <laughs> doing a sound check by hearing your own voice. And yeah. I have my old hangups about that. Like, that's not how I sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't like the way I look <laughs> on camera. Get over yourself. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is, yeah. right? You yeah. have to do it. Have to. And if you're not inclined to, you know, if you're not a creative type, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it can be harder. Yeah. So hire that, hire that stuff out. That's Tons of resources out there. I would say do your due diligence. Yeah. Because some people out there just take your money. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There are some some places out there who you know you'll pay several thousand dollars for. It. You think because I'm paying a lot of money, I'm getting a lot <laughs> in return. Yeah. Nah. For sure. You know, yeah. You you will get God out there if you're not you know, doing your due diligence. But yeah. again, you got to do something. Yeah. So creating this content, uh, being consistent with it, mm-hmm. is uh, job number one. Yeah. You know, yeah. You just have it's to a lot. be consistent. It is a lot to, mm-hmm. to do. And even if uh, one of the easiest things you can do is go live. The production is over with. You got to talk to me in. about that because, see, I man, haven't went live yet. Man, because think about it. Mm-hmm. Like, you're talking. However it comes out, you're not worried about editing. You're not yeah. worried about lighting. I mean, you should be if you want to look nice. Mm-hmm. But once you hit the end button, okay, that's the extent of it. I don't have to do anything else with that video. It is done. It's in a can. Yeah. Whereas this, what we're doing here, you got hours of work to do. It. Yeah, yeah. To get this the editing, the all that good stuff. Right, yeah. right. So hmm. that is something to consider. Is like if you don't have the budget or the yeah. time or the wherewithal to do a real production and get your stuff yeah. looking super nice, man, going live for a second, like, hey, y'all. I'm out at XYZ. Come mm-hmm. check me out. Me and my friends here. Or you have a client with you. Tell them how, what your experience is. Yeah. And then you have somebody doing that. That's the easiest thing you do. And it's, nobody expects a live to be yeah. perfect. For sure. Absolutely. You know, it's just like, I'm just here having a conversation with somebody. Mm-hmm. And I'm not worried about, if, you know, if I'm speaking the Queen's English and, you know, <laughs> uh, the King's English or whoever's English it is, or uh, not breaking verbs and conjugating or the lights off. And I'm not yeah. being frame like I should be. Uh-huh. It's a lie. Oh, yeah. It's like it, whatever it is, it's whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And then once it's over with, you're done. For sure. So if you can't do that at a minimum, you're doing yourself a yeah. disservice. Now I advise you to again get you some some great production and make it making you look nice. And if you wear makeup, do that. If your guys make sure you yeah. clean up and all that good stuff. If that's the image you're trying to for portray. For sure, for sure. But you gotta do something. Yeah. You gotta tell folks about what you're doing. And what you're speaking to, man, I think a lot of entrepreneurs running to is they it's their grass is green on the other side. And what happens is you see other productions and you see, oh, man, it looks great, you know, and you talk yourself out of it because either you don't have the resources to do it at that level or you just don't have the capacity to do it at that level. But you got to start somewhere, you know. What's the name of your podcast? So uh, I am starting a podcast in in about a week or two. It's called Talking Crosstown. I'm wearing a shirt here. Okay. Me and my my business partner, uh, Dr. Zavita Jones, we're going to be talking about some of the same things we're talking about now, entrepreneurship. Uh is needed. We're also going to talk about health and wellness. Okay. We're going to talk about education. We're going to talk about relationships. And how we're going to be a little bit different is, be different from what you're doing here. Like, mm-hmm. your, your setup is phenomenal. If y'all can ever get over here, y'all, I appreciate y'all should it. do Thank this you. thing. But what we're going to do, and it's, we're going to see how it works out, is like going to different parts of town. Okay. So exposing people to different parts of town. That's why the cross town, talking cross town. Oh, okay, that's dope. Uh, I like so that. So we may show up in somebody's restaurant or somebody's business. So okay. again, 
we're talking about our idea, but we're also giving exposure to some, maybe something. Oh, that's key, yeah. Of, you know, so again, giving exposure, because I hear it all the time, you know, I'm pro-Memphis, so I, I don't have time for anybody <laughs> talking down about my city. I'm yeah. pro-Memphis. So people say, well, there's nothing to do here. There's nothing to see here. You're not looking hard enough. Yeah, you know, yeah. There's plenty to do. Yeah, there's a lot of opportunity here. here, too. Plenty of opportunity. Plenty mm-hmm. of people doing great stuff. And so what we want to do is have some interesting conversation about topics that we all can relate to. Okay. But also go to places where maybe you didn't know about. You know, yeah. I know I've, I've watched some people's video and they like at a new restaurant. I'm like, oh, that looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I never would have known about it had they not For said sure. something about it. So uh, we want to find some interesting places around town to have uh, stimulating conversations, uh, you know, invite guests. And then, like I said, and this is your night. The reason why we're doing this, uh, people ask, like, what's your New Year's resolution? I've never mm-hmm. been big on resolutions. I've always been big on themes. Like okay. a couple of years ago, you gotta my, explain it to me. my theme for the year was to take action. And that's okay. how I got into my Master Fit Club. It was like, stop down yourself, take action. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. so this year, my theme is about being bold. Okay. Like doing things, not necessarily for the monetary or the notoriety of it. It's about doing things that inspire you, that you've been putting off because I'm ready. Just like you said, my yeah. stuff's not going to look that good. Yeah. You know, I don't have a thousand reasons equipment. why not to start. There's a thousand reasons why. But I'm, what we're doing now is like if we have one listener or a thousand listeners, we're going to do it because it's yeah. something that we feel like it's time for us to do. So Absolutely. being bold and accepting whatever it looks like. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever that <clears throat> podcast looks like, if it evolves from there and grows from something there, that's what we want to do. And um, like I said, hopefully people, it does resonate with people, but we're not doing it for that. We're doing it because we, we feel like we have a voice, we have yeah. something to say, and we're not re- necessarily concerned about the outcome of it. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Our lives and our livelihoods are not going to be dependent upon how well this podcast for does sure. or this webcast does, if we ever evolve that way. I was going to do good, but if man. We can, yeah. If we can resonate with one person, yeah. And we can help change their life and then or pass it on to somebody, you know, pay it forward and change somebody else's life, then we should see. Yeah. So again, that's 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 my 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 theme that's for cool. the year, being yeah. bold. And so again, look look being look bold forward. and taking action. Exactly. So look forward to the um Talking Cross Town podcast. And so it should be should be interesting. Should be different. So we'll I'll be sure to drop it in the uh descriptions. Uh so it should you guys should be out by the, by the time we we yeah, put yeah, this episode yeah. out. So I make sure I include it so people can find you guys. So I know you got the podcast. Uh, I know you know you got Hot Works. You got the Fit Club. You got a lot going on. What's uh what's next for you? Next thing for me is probably uh, open up the next Hot Works. I have oh you gonna open up more. I have three more licenses that we that we purchased. So I have a couple partners. Oh, that's cool. One of which is my mom. Believe okay. it or not, she was excited <laughs> about my first one, and so she's like, I want to do something because. How it, again, how it, you know, opportunity, right? So how it happened was we were, I was over her house and she was talking about how they're getting eaten up in taxes because my mom's retired, my dad's retired military. Okay. Um, he's working at the post office just because he wants to do something. Yeah. You know, so, <laughs> and so they don't really have any bills. So they were getting eaten by tax, eaten up by taxes. And I said, y'all need to start a business. Yeah. That way you can write off some stuff. And so again, another entrepreneurial tip, you know, sometimes it's not about uh, trying to make another dollar. Sometimes yeah. it's avoid having given a dollar to Uncle Sam. Yeah. And yeah. so... And it's and real. <laughs> talk to your, your your tax professional about how you can do that. But starting a business can can help you with that. Mm-hmm. And so um, I can tell you firsthand, this first year of Hot Works, I got a lot of write-offs. Mm. <laughs> we weren't profitable day one. So yeah. There's a lot of expense that goes on in that. So uh, so I was talking to her. I said, you should open up a business. That way you can maybe write off some of these taxes, write yeah. off some of these losses. Or write off some losses, I should say, starting a business. Now, you, again, there's, again, consult your tax yeah. I'm not trying to give you tax <laughs> advice, but... There are ways to do that. And so she was like, um, I said, maybe you should start a hot word. She's, she's like, okay. Mm-hmm. And so my son is uh, goes to Cornell, in, okay. uh, Ithaca, New York. Oh, wow. And I cool. was like, you know, if I'm going to be going to Cornell, Ithaca you know, for the next four years or so, mm-hmm. might, might as well have another reason to do it. So yeah. we're going to open up a hot works in Ithaca. Oh, wow. So that's, that's, what's that's, what's on the, that's what's on the horizon. And I figured, well, uh, then I started talking to a couple other partners, business partners, uh, mm-hmm. potential business partners, and they want to open up Hotworks as well. So we bought two more licenses. And so I said, well, if I'm in Cornell, it's Ivy League school. Let me try what else could I do up that way. So we looked yeah. at um, Yale University. Okay. They didn't have a Hotworks. Mm. So we bought a license for, for the Hotworks near Yale University. Oh, and man, then that's we also be cool. bought one for the University of Illinois in Champaign. That's only five hours away up north. Okay. So, 
lot of students on that camp. Those are the plans. So uh, this this first Hot Words is uh, we're close to being profitable. Yeah. Probably, you know, right now we're in the Super Bowl season when it okay. comes to fitness. January, February, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. resolution. So <laughs> I should be, um, you know, turning a profit here in the next next month or so. And so Good. now I can start focusing. Congratulations. On the next, yeah. yeah, I appreciate it, man. So working on the next two or three hot works for the next uh, two or three years or so. Those are my next plans. So yeah. That's that's going to take a lot of time and obviously travel and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, stay tuned. For that. Yeah, that's cool, man. Listen, I appreciate you taking your time out to do this. Just hearing all of the stuff that you got going on, man. In the next few years, dude, you're going to have several. If I counted that right, was it five licenses? It'd be four. It'd be four. Well, I have four licenses now. Okay. Only one studio is up, in, the one in Carterville, but next three years, at least three more, and then who knows okay. what may happen out there. So if anybody wants to vest, and a hot works, holler at me. Yeah. Uh, I can talk you through it. I've already bumped my head on all the stuff. So, again, you have, <laughs> you have the benefit of all this knowledge. Uh-huh. Uh, but if you're interested, seriously, though, if you're interested in, in doing a hot works, I highly recommend it. Uh, again, I'm, I told you, I'm skeptical by nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, for me to jump into something like this and risk my family's future, mm-hmm. I had to really believe in it. For sure. So, uh, this is something that um, I, I love it. I'm okay. in it. And, uh, again, I, I hope to put up. 10, 15 of them at some point in time. So well, listen, this is kind of where I am. Once you keep, as you keep expanding, man, I got to get you back on the show yeah, so that we can absolutely. keep the audience updated. Yeah, Look, I'm going to let you close us out. I want you to tell people how they can keep up with you okay. uh, and any parting advice that you have for entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Listen, guys, this has been an amazing interview. I sat back and took a ton of notes. I don't know if you guys see me writing here, but listen, if you got a lot out of this, do me a favor, hit subscribe. Also, drop hot works in the comments if you got a lot of information out of this and it helps you move forward. Uh, also, uh, keep up with Ken. I'm going to put all of his information in the uh, description so that you guys can keep up with his podcast. Uh, you guys can find him on social media and things like that. Uh, and like I said, man, the Equity Tap, our goal is to help you continue to tap into your business IQ so that you can tap into your full equity. And I'm going to kick it back over to you, Ken, and let you close us out. How to reach me. Social media, I'm on Instagram at KL Burnett. I'm on Facebook, obviously Kenneth Burnett on there. You can catch my hot works at at Hotworks Cardiville on all the social media platforms. So that's at Hotworks Cardiville. And Master Fit Club, same deal, at Master Fit Club uh, on all the social media apps as well. So, uh, yeah, email. You can always email me at kenneth.burnett at hotworks.net. That's H-O-T-W-O-R-X.net. Cool. That's the best way to catch me. And any closing advice that you have for entrepreneurs that will help them? Uh, they're sitting on the other side of this camera. They're saying, hey, I want to get in business. I want to start. Uh, but they're stuck. Right. What type of advice would you give them? So, again, first thing I can say, find our podcast, uh, Talk Across <laughs> Town, because we're going to talk about how to get out of your own way. So there's so sure. many things that prevents us from getting started. And that is the biggest thing. From a, again, I, these are lessons that I learned from just my personal training business. Walking through, I tell my clients all the time, walking through the door is the hardest part. Mm. People think working out is the hardest part. Walking through the door is the hardest part, and then nutrition, yeah. and then working out. Yeah. So it's the same thing when it comes to entrepreneurship. You can think about it and have all the plans that you, you want diagrammed in your head, but until you take that first step to doing it, whether that's writing a business plan, which is what I would start. You know, yeah. A lot of times we want to start right off the get-go. Like come up with a <laughs> I'm plan. I'm guilty of that. <laughs> come up with a plan <laughs> because that plan will let you know real quickly all the holes that you have and whether you should be pursuing sure. this or not. So start with a business plan, but more importantly, just get started, y'all. I mean, get out of your head. Don't let people talk you out of doing something that you're really, really passionate about. Yeah. And then have reasonable expectations. Okay. Know? Don't think that you're going to hit the home run right out the park uh, just because you just said, hey, I'm going to do this particular thing. Mm-hmm. But get started. Surround yourself with smart people. Uh, get you some mentors. And then that'll set you up for the right glide, glide path and thing. It's not going to be overnight. It's very few overnight successes. Okay? Yeah. Very few. <laughs> um, but again, I would say get started, you know, talk to smart people, read. Uh, yeah. Sometimes you just got to put some time in and read. Pocket, YouTube University, there's very few things new. Yeah. It's a lot the of information sun. out there. A lot of information out there. It's free. Yeah. You just have to take the time to go out and figure it out and see if that's something you want to do or something you want to invest your time in. But entrepreneurship can be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a lot of nights, though. It's just it's just you. Yeah. You, know, you yeah. trying to make it work, and you have to be prepared for that. But, again, it can be rewarding as well because once you see something grow from something that was just in your head, 
and then now it's out there and people are supporting it. There's no better feeling. Yeah, than that. So yeah. I would say just get started. For sure. Listen, this has been a profitable conversation. I appreciate it. I've learned some stuff that I'm going to implement in my business. Yeah. So I appreciate you taking your time yeah, out of your man. schedule to do I, this. I, and I appreciate I'll be reaching name. out to you as you continue to grow to get you back on the show. Cool. Thank cool you. Cool deal. Appreciate it.